What's up, homies? Hello, hello. We're super excited to have you guys hanging out with us today. I'm Erica. I'm Roshane Che. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about child's play. The and 2019 is- version. Yes. The twenty, the remake. So not the eighties one. This is not the Drake song, which is a <laughs> banger, by the way. No, we're talking about the remake, which um, I have some. I have some thoughts. You have some thoughts. Okay. I do. Do you want to? Do you want to hear something kind of crazy? Like this might blow your mind, but are you ready? Please, yes. I actually really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I'm not really? gonna lie. I am. I know it sounds like, especially with like how critical I can be of movies. Like mm-hmm. I get it, but yeah, I sat there and like afterwards, I was like sitting with my notes. And I was like, "Oh my god, I actually like the Child's Play remake." Ooh, okay, we might have some differing thoughts on this. Now, this is fair. I'm, this is fair. I, I don't I don't at all dismiss it. I was kind of like prepping myself for that because mm-hmm. I, like I don't necessarily think it's the best movie ever, but I did enjoy the movie. So like it'll be fun to talk about it. I'll give you that. I yeah, I I would agree with that. I well, I I agree that it is not the best movie ever, but I also <laughs> think it's not a bad movie. I think it's just kind of a it's middle ground for me. I don't I don't think I would ever want to pop this bad boy back in and mm-hmm. watch it on a night where I'm in the mood for a scary. I don't know if I would ever really revisit it. Okay. But I am happy that I watched it. I wasn't there were bits and pieces of it where I felt myself kind of losing attention, but for the most part, I was entertained. So I will give you that. It is. I, I I was genuinely surprised. I was surprised at myself that I enjoyed the movie. I was like, this, there's no way. There's no way I'm like sitting here and actually down for this movie right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to come out right now. I'll, I'm say I'm a fan of the original. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people where. You know, I already I don't want to say that I went in comparing it because that's the opposite. I went in and I wanted to hold it to its own standards Mm -hmm. and I wanted to not have my child like my original child's play blinders on. And it had been when I saw this, it had been a very long time since I had seen the original. So I, I didn't. You know, there are details and stuff that I didn't really remember, but I was glad because that just helped me look at it as a new thing. But at the same time, if you're making a remake, you kind of have to expect that you're going to get compared. It's going to end up being like, oh, well, which one is better or which one did I enjoy more? And I mean, that's just something that comes with the territory of doing a remake. And that's kind of like an inevitability, right? And like outside of just the horror genre, but like not to go into the whole mindset of remakes in general, but like it's one of those things where if you're basing something off of something else that is widely popular, widely well-known, um, it's absolutely inevitable that you're going to be compared to the other one. Like, despite of how course. different you may try to make it, like if you're using 
that brand name or that idea, like it's, it's an inevitability. Like people are going to compare it to the other one. So you have to be ready for that. Yeah. It's just something that you have to take. And you're by making a remake, you're kind of guaranteeing that you're probably going to be a box office success just because you're going to have those people who are like, Oh, well, I got to see this because exactly. they need to know, but then you're also bringing in new people. So you get a pro, you get a con and I've seen there are remakes out there that of horror specifically that I've seen that I've enjoyed the remakes just as much, if not more, than the original. So it's not impossible. It can be done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for this this one for me uh, was not it was not a win for my <laughs> in my opinion. It did not win over the original in my heart. But that is not to say it didn't give a valiant effort because it did. But very fair, I, very fair. I I still give the trophy to the original. Like if it was going to be a comparison between the original and this one for me as somebody who who you know enjoyed uh, the 2019 remake, I wouldn't go so far as to say that the remake was a better film. Like if I was going to give it mm-hmm. like the most points possible, it would tie. Like they, it, I, I would put okay. them as like an even like 50 50. Like, and that's looking at the remake at in its best light. Um, mm-hmm. I will say the one thing that I will give the remake for me over the original is I really liked the origin story of the new of the new Chucky over the old one. Like that one for me really, really? worked. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And, and it, it, what, it, what is it about this one that you that you like? The all right. origin. Well, all right. So we get the the origin story of this one, which it's called Buddy in in this movie. Is it's Buddy in the original Child's Play, right? Or is it? Uh, no. So they're good guy dolls. Good guy dolls. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know that they go by a different name other than um, you know, the Chucky moniker. Um, but in yeah. this one, we have uh, uh, we get the intro little snippet of like, oh, buy your buddy doll for your house. We get shown that it's basically an, an Alexa doll, like for all intents and purposes, like it's a doll that controls all of your electronics. Um, yeah, it, it like <laughs> it has it was like giving me Wizards of Waverly Place vibes because it mm-hmm. like sticks a it sticks its finger up and yeah, its finger the little, glows. The little E.T. finger is hilarious. Yeah. Like it's, it's so silly and ridiculous. Um, weird choice. Looks so off on screen. But like <laughs> I kind of – I let bizarre. it slide. But it was definitely weird. It was definitely weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we get, we get that, right? And then we uh, quickly cut to the creepy factory where they're making all these dolls, which – I can only imagine how creepy like a doll crafting facility is at night. Like that just seems like a creepy place to work. Like, you're just mm-hmm. consistently making these like severed headed dolls. They're just yeah. their body parts are laying everywhere and you're just assembling like like that image to me is very creepy. Um but we get this like a uh, disgruntled boss is upset with one of the workers because they're not pulling their weight or whatever that little um, fight was about. And yeah, he's so- like the worker is like daydreaming, mm-hmm. and the boss catches him in the act of like not putting the doll together. Yeah, 
And it's like, all right, well, you know what? Finish this last doll, and then that's it. You're fired. Which, bold move from a boss's perspective to be like, hey, finish this last piece of work, but just know that you're fired immediately afterward. I'm destroying your life and your livelihood, but would you pretty please just finish putting together this last doll for me, buddy? Like, Like, what? Just get rid of him. (laughs) Give the doll to someone else. You've got a bunch of people. It's basically a sweatshop. He's got bunch of people around working yeah like and anybody like, could have finished this give the doll to his like p- the person right next to him they'll finish it for you mm-hmm. what are you doing so and then we get the we get the worker in his last act of defiance against this guy who's essentially ruining his life he turns mm-hmm. off all of the safety protocols um all of the i guess you know things that keep this robot sane um in the data chip for this particular buddy doll and then puts it packages it gives it to be shipped away and then immediately jumps off the roof and kills himself yes and this shot is i really enjoyed this shot it's it cuts from him in the factory disabling all of the stuff that keeps the buddy dolls not like like harmless mm-hmm. so it goes from him doing that and then you cut outside and you see these two people these two people are like in the forefront of the shot like smoking cigarettes and then you just see in the background a body fall just and like <laughs> fall on top of a car i liked i did like that scene that it shot. was so abrupt and like Honestly, I, I'm usually good about like seeing things coming. I didn't understand what was about to happen because w- w- the sh- the cut to that shot was just so quick and like jarring. And then we're just in this middle. I was like, "What is going on?" And then it mm. makes sense. Like after you get to the end of the scene, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that escalated pretty quickly." Um, I will say that, like, so first for me. In terms of like, all right, you have to compare it to the original, right? Like the original, we have a possessed doll that um is what black magic right we like it yeah basically so in the original uh it opens up there's a a, a serial killer charles lee ray charles lee ray yeah, yeah, he, yeah he dies and he knows he's been taught like black magic and so he transfers his soul into the only vessel that he has available at the time he's dying, which is a good guy doll. So yeah. So the whole time in the original child's play, the doll is, as a person, a person's soul is controlling the doll. Yeah. It's like a human is in there basically. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's more of like a futuristic approach of, we have this ever learning, um, buddy doll, which is, they, they do, go over this in the exposition that this doll learns over time it's supposed to evolve it's supposed to grow along with you and so the idea that this robot with no safety protocols eventually becomes a mass murderer like i i can take that like we've seen this we've seen this trope before we've seen the killer robot trope before you know the robot gains sentience and all of a sudden it knows that hey i can actually take people out you know like i can i can take these people down and like i i've seen that trope enough to accept it um as an origin story and i i i'll say i think it makes a little bit more sense than a voodoo uh, serial killer yeah. soul and a doll. Like it does. Yeah, that plot is a very it's a very 80s 
esque plot where it's like, of course, it would be black magic. And of course, there's like this extra voodoo plot on the side that you're like, okay, sure, I've, I'll take that. <laughs> but I, I like, I guess what I like about the original having it be Charles Lee Ray is that the doll, the personality, because it's some serial killer, like bad mouth guy in this doll, he brings, he's able to bring that personality into the doll. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because the whole point, so the whole point of the original Child's Play is that he's in the doll, but if he stays in the doll for too long, he's going to get stuck in that body. Right. So the only reason that he has Andy like befriends Andy is because a, he needs Andy to kind of bring him around um, to places and B because he finds out that he needs to transfer his soul into the body of the first person who found out that he was real. So he has to put his soul into Andy or else he can't be human anymore. So it's like the only reason that he sticks around with Andy and this one, the so when they talk about the the buddy dolls, they mention that they imprint on the kids that have them. So they basically become their best friends. Like it's in their coding to become their best friends and like almost like their caretakers. And mm-hmm. so in this one, like Chucky is legitimately like he believes that Andy is his best friend and yeah. he wants to be with him because he thinks that he's his best friend. And I do really like that idea of him like legitimately loving Andy and wanting to bring harm to anybody that like even so much as makes Andy like shed a single tear. But the thing in this one is that Chucky is so cute. Oh my goodness, no way. Uh, okay, so I put I put down that uh, I mean this is actually a good segue to talk about like the doll designs because I know that was a big factor for a lot of people. Um, I wrote in my notes that like I thought for one I I agree that this doll was less scary yes. than the original Chucky. Like the original Chucky doll had a much bigger scare factor to me, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. However. I just found this doll to look so creepy, so creepy. I thought this was the creepiest looking doll that I've ever seen. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. I could not get over his – like his facial structure was just like – it just feel like they shrunk like a, a full-grown man's head and then stuck it onto a doll. Yeah. Like why does he have such a strong like chin? Yeah. <laughs> but he's supposed to like replicate like a young boy. Like it was just so off-putting to me. He does have a creepy fit and he can like manipulate his face so he can move like different parts of it. And there's – so it reminds me of – like in in Mario Party that game where there's like a mask in the middle and you had to pull the face uh-huh. yeah 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 I know what you're talking about that's what his face like he can stretch parts of his face to be like smaller or, or like more exaggerated so that like I that part of it is creepy and he does he does actually look I think a lot of when a lot of people think of Chucky, the original Chucky, they think of how he looks in the later movies when he's all like scarred up and burnt and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't look like that in the first child's play. He looks like a cabbage patch doll in the first child's play movie. He's not scary. Yeah, he's a little bit more innocent looking. 
Yeah, he is by the end of it because he's all burnt up and shriveled up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for a majority of the movie, he's he looks like a regular doll. He's not scary. So I don't. I think that this doll, looks wise, can do more to be scary. But the way, okay, I would like to mention that um, Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. Yeah. Who is most known for being Luke from Star Wars, but also does a lot of voiceover. Like he did. Well, he, he did. He did the, the, the Joker. Yeah, he was the Joker on like the Batman series. He also was Skips on regular show, which blew my mind. Oh, because I did I not love know regular. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. I that blew my mind. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm down. And so he's a great he's a great voice actor. He does a great job in this movie, but ca- <laughs> but because Chucky in this movie doesn't know anything and has to learn things through like be through being connected to the web or through Andy or through being told things from other children. He just reminds, he's like a little baby (laughs) and he, and because he like truly cares about Andy and like truly loves Andy. And so uh, it just, it was breaking my heart. Like when they finally get him and are like trying to take him out and he's like, Andy, Andy, what's wrong? Oh my, I like, I, I wanted to cry. I was like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Let my baby go and let him kill people if that's what he wants to do. Okay. I just, but like, that's all right. So that's cute. the thing too, though, is <laughs> like, I, and that's one of the things that I enjoyed about this movie that was different than the original, right? Is like the empathy that you mm-hmm. ultimately have to kind of build for um, Chucky because he is not. Why he becomes evil makes sense because mm-hmm. he's kind of following his own like data protocol. Like he he becomes over time just like that crazy obsessive stalker more so than like a serial killer. But he in his core, you know, actually cares about this kid. And it's a different take on Chucky where it's like it's not just this murderous guy who, you know, is just double crossing the main characters for the majority mm-hmm. of the movie it's this character that starts off pure damaged but pure and ultimately goes down the wrong the wrong path um right yeah well and also he's in this movie he is influenced by he's almost taught to be violent like they teach him yeah how to be violent he didn't learn those things on his own andy and his friends teach him those things and he does them because they like make him believe that they enjoy that yeah and we and when we go through the plot a little bit more we can like go into a little bit more detail but yeah they they kind of they don't make him this way because like we said the guy turned off his like inhibitor so he would have probably eventually gone down that path but andy and his friends like basically placed the gun in his hand and are like shoot just shoot everybody and yeah. he's like okay <laughs> it's more so instead of having a serial killer from the get and watching him operate in this doll form we watch mm-hmm. this doll become a serial killer like we actually watch the development of the of the killer which i wasn't i wasn't expecting in the in a chucky movie um, before right. before we move on, I would I would want to say, have you seen have you seen the show Atlanta? Um, yeah. Um, 
to me, in there's an episode in the second season of Atlanta called the Teddy Perkins episode. I felt like mm. this doll looked exactly like Teddy Perkins. Oh my gosh! I could, I, and I think that's what added to the creepiness factor of it because I could not unsee that. Like, really? <laughs> like that? Like their facial structure and everything? I was like, oh my god, this is Teddy Perkins. <laughs> That's so. F- that's funny that you like made that connection because the the actor that plays Paperboy, yeah, is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, the what's his uh like Brian Tree Henry? I yeah, think. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Because I was thinking that the whole time, and then as soon as he popped up, I was like, oh no, I can't unsee this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But okay, so we we get the origin story. And then uh-huh. we start learning about Andy and his mom. Um, so we have Karen and Andy. Karen played by uh, Aubrey Plaza. And then Andy mm-hmm. played by Gabriel Bateman. And who I thought the, – so he did a – the kid who plays Andy, I think it does an awesome job. He was really good yeah, in this. He, was, he honestly was really good in this movie. Like mm-hmm. – Especially for like yeah. a younger actor too, like he he held his weight very heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, I think in in this so in this one Andy is thirteen. Yeah, Andy's thirteen in this one. In the original one, he's only six. Uh. So inherent, like obviously, in the original, you already feel bad for him. He's just a kid. But I think that in this one, he really had to try harder to make you sympathize for him because. He's a he's a teenager in this one. You yeah. you already are kind of like okay, like come on, you should know better. Like you're not gonna feel as bad for him as a six year old. But I think emotionally, he did a really really good job of making me feel bad for him. So I will give this actor his props. Yeah, and like he, I, I think he did a great rendition of Andy. Um, I think mm-hmm. the the dynamic between like the young mom and like the teenage kid was I thought it was I thought it was pretty good and believable. Um, like Car- yeah. I, I mean, we get Karen who very clearly hates her job. Um, mm-hmm. She's working at essentially the movie version of Walmart or whatever you whatever kind of general store you want to make it. Uh, right. what, what was the name of the store in the actual movie? It was like uh, uh, Zedmart. Zedmart, yeah, Zedmart. Um, so she's working there. We we keep getting shots of people returning the the buddy doll for whatever reasons. Um, oh yeah, there's a newer there's a newer model coming out. That's what so, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's like the buddy 2.0, and a bunch of people accidentally got the first version, which is what Chucky is. He's the first version of the buddy doll. Mm-hmm. And so so we get this. We kind of get an idea of like who Karen is. Like we know that this is not like a super well-off, you know, family. Like, she's doing her best. Um, The two of them seem to live alone. There's no father in the beginning. Um, We get some boyfriend stuff later, which I have so many opinions on that that boyfriend. Yeah, Um, me too. I also, though, I also have some opinions on Karen. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, (laughs) what what, what did you feel about Karen? (laughs) So I But she felt like I a was, Karen. <laughs> I, yes. I think I was the most disappointed in her character mm-hmm. out of all of them. Um, because every other character is is they all of the characters are they kept the same names, they kept the same archetypes from the original. So everybody uh besides like a couple extra people, but 
of all of the people that they kept, I liked the way that they interpreted them, except for her. Mm-hmm. I really felt like they dropped the ball on her and they made her kind of a useless character. They just made her such a stereotypical uh, oh, I don't know what my kid's doing. I'm too busy banging my boyfriend all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he's into. And like, it was just kind of a, I don't know, it was just kind of a bummer. I felt like they didn't do very much with her besides for a majority of the movie, her only character arc is having to do with this douchey boyfriend that they brought in. Mm-hmm. And she's not, and they start to set up like in this very first scene when we meet them, I actually really liked the like the connection that her and Andy had. Like you could tell that they were really close. You could tell that because she's like a younger mother, they almost have like a friend relationship. Yeah, it's more, more it, so than a parent son relationship. Yeah. And I thought that was really cute. Like I enjoyed watching that. But then I almost felt like that character that they set up right then did not match at all the character that she becomes because I don't believe that that same character like wouldn't notice that her boyfriend and her son so adamantly hate each other and are so uncomfortable with each other that her son doesn't even want to be in the apartment. And then like, you know, and it's like uh, as as stuff goes on with Chucky, Andy becomes more and more distressed and he does try and tell his mom like what's going on and she immediately shoots him down like she Mm -hmm. doesn't even try to believe him and i'm like you've never had any issues with your son before isn't this kind of weird like don't you care (laughs) I, i i do agree with you too is like i liked the dynamic between karen and andy like i like the young mom with the like you know early teens kid and like the friendship that they had like everything i agree with you establishing that first scene i also agree that i that felt lost throughout the movie and i think a lot of it does stem from it seems like throughout the movie she has a choice between the kind of douchey boyfriend and her kid and she Mm -hmm. we consistently get her choosing the boyfriend over the kid which doesn't mesh up to Mm -hmm. the original scene like it 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 seems like based on that scene, she would have made some different moves a lot quicker in the movie. So Andy's birthday is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he is kind of all about technology. All he wants for his birthday is a new phone because his phone is like cracked or broken or something. Yeah. Um, So, but the whole reason that she gets the the buddy doll for him because somebody does a return on their buddy doll which happens to be the buddy doll which happens to be the so yeah so when they return it they say like oh yeah we turned it on and his eyes turn red and they're not they're supposed to be blue they're supposed to be like bright blue eyes yeah but she was she's like we turned it on its eyes turn red it was glitchy something's wrong with it and so karen is like okay since this is broken can i just take this home instead of like sending it off to wherever you guys send it and so that's how she gets the doll and the whole reason that she gets the doll is because she feels bad she knows that Andy is upset that they've moved. He's having a hard time making friends. She feels bad, so she gives it to him as a present. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so you do care. You care enough to notice that your son is having a really, really hard time adjusting to this move. And 
like but you don't care that your like boyfriend is like intimidating your son at every turn and like calling him these ne- i was just yeah. like well, girl I, like is the, is the dick that good because i can see <laughs> from a mile away that this man is a mess i just didn't understand well i, I will say like now i god i hated shane but like I, I feel like shane didn't get like openly douchey until a little bit deeper into the movie like i i, I think they kind of kept it under wraps like the animosity between like andy clearly was uh upset um, that her mom was spending time with this guy. And to me, that mm-hmm. read a lot as like, I, it's just been me and my mom. And like, here's just this other figure coming into the picture. Right. Like, yeah. And it's like, you're not my dad. It's like kind of that would, that's what it felt yeah, like that, at the beginning. That, yeah, at like, the beginning, that's, that, that's what it felt like. Uh, later on, we learned that's not, you know, <laughs> entirely what it is, but that, that's, that was my initial impression of it. And so I think with them setting up that Karen is kind of doing her best, but doesn't have everything together. Um, it helped me believe a little bit more that she mm-hmm. would try and keep this relationship going, you know, if nothing else for like the support of having somebody else there while she's trying to raise this right. kid in a new place and yada, yada, yada. But I yeah. agree in terms of like, it, it would make sense that Karen would stand up more for Andy um, based yeah. on what we've seen in the movie. Um, yeah. But um, one of the big things that she does want is she wants Andy to uh, be, get out there a little bit more and make some friends. Because I guess he's more of a, right. like a recluse and like there are other kids in the – who we meet later. There are other kids that live in the apartment complex they live in. But he's not really making an effort to like meet anybody. He's kind of mm-hmm. on his phone all the time. Um, yeah. Oh, and also Andy wears a hearing aid. That's important later yeah, on. Yeah, this is but, true. Yeah, he wears a hearing aid. Yeah. Um, so we, we get a lot of, you know, the movie goes on, we get a lot of the separation between, um, Karen kind of working, doing her thing, Andy trying to, as best as he can, avoid the relationship now building between Shane and Karen. Um, he spends a lot of time just kind of around his apartment complex where he meets one of the neighbors who happens to be the mother of a detective, uh, Detective Mike, played by Brian Tree Henry, who, from Atlanta, paper boy uh and we get this kind of and dynamic. I like his yeah i really i like, I like detective mom. mike and the mom like i liked both of them i think they added mm-hmm. some great um flavor to the movie like great personalities because they were so different than you know the main cast like they they were side characters yeah. but they had a lot to add they did i think they fleshed them out very well and i liked this version of Detective Mike, because mm-hmm. um, immediately, like, he sees Andy sitting out in the hall, and he immediately is like really nice to him, and he even invites him over to have dinner with them. And Andy is about to take him up on his offer, but then his mom comes out mm-hmm. and finds him and realizes that he's just been hanging out by himself. Yeah, this not whole time. hanging out with the kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he like immediately kind of like yeah, gives he, an he, olive branch to Andy and is almost like, hey, like if you want someone to talk to, if you want someone to hang out, like 
you can come over here and have dinner with us and like makes jokes with him. And I liked that a lot. Yeah. What I liked that the movie did with both Detective Mike and his mom is they gave us two characters in in an obvious horror killer movie. Gave us two characters that were really likable that you didn't want to see killed. And like that's what I did enjoy. It's like I built an emotional attachment to both Mike and his mom, even knowing yeah. that they could be of risk of dying. I was like, oh, man, like, I don't want these guys to die. Like, they're cool. Right. Which uh, which is another thing where I felt like I cared more about them, unfortunately, than I did about Andy's mom. Fair. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Mm, same here. Same here. I don't know about this. I was like, I probably should care more if she dies or not, but I kind of don't. Yeah. I'm like, I'd rather them not die. So yeah. that was... So one of the things we one of the things we get is like um, Karen as Karen and Shane are getting closer, it's kind of pushing Andy away a bit. So he starts to spend more time with the the Chucky doll. And now I will say the first night that he has the Chucky doll is just so creepy. Like that is that that was just so creepy to me that you know he's trying to go to sleep and then there's just chucky just standing into in the corner just eyes wide open just watching Mm -hmm. him sleep and this is before he's even got any murderous intent but it's just so creepy to just know that that's a dynamic he's just like really he's just so like enamored with andy that and, like Andy rolls over in his bed and Chucky's just standing by his bed oh, watching him sleep so and he's creepy. like are we gonna have fun now and then he <laughs> sings him there's like this little song that they sing about being oh, best you friends. are my he, buddy like, <laughs> yeah my only friend yeah and he like sings it to him as as Andy like falls asleep and he like starts to whisper it because Andy's going to sleep <laughs> um but also so when Andy like is first because the Chucky doll it, it like it can walk, and so Andy's like walking it around, right, like the, holding its hand. I was like, "This yeah, is just so." That's what, that's what reminded me of a toddler. He's like holding its hand and walking it around, showing it his room, and he mentions to the Chucky doll, or he doesn't mention it to the Chucky doll. He just says it out loud. He says, "Shane is a total dick," and the Chucky doll says, "Total dick," and that's when Andy's like you can say that like he realizes that something's off about this doll yeah his doll is a little bit different because even when they first took it out of the package it was glitching um yeah because he wanted to name it he wanted to name it something else and it was like my name's he wanted to name it han solo and then it said hi i'm chucky or something like that what's my name uh han solo did you say chucky what no, not even close. Chucky. I, s- I like that. Chuck, Chucky. So, yeah. So, he knows that his doll is um, a little bit different. Yeah. Something's wrong with it. But he lo- like he loves that about Chucky. Like, he likes that. Yeah, he likes Chucky. that he's different. And that, yeah. that's, like, this is just on my list of things that I liked about the movies. Like, I actually enjoyed that they were friends. Like, and I know in the original, like, Andy also does love the Chucky doll before it gets all murdery crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, it really felt like the two of them in this movie had a connection. Like despite how creepy it, it was, yeah. like he, he enjoyed this doll. And I think some of the like cuteness that you spoke about, about Chucky initially kind of played through my brain 
of like knowing that this very cute thing is going to just straight up murk some people later in this movie. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. what added to its creepness factor for me because like this thing is too cute that I I'm not ready to see it get uncute. Yeah. Shane is at this point in time, Shane is always over at their apartment. Yeah. So Andy is like always making these little comments about Shane mm-hmm. and always saying uh, like basically how much he hates him, how he wishes that he wasn't there. And um, he kind of confides in Chucky about how everybody in his life leaves him because, you know, his dad is uh, – dead right his dad died I, you know i tried to catch it but i wasn't actually sure i think i think yeah. the dad might have just left um i okay, could be yeah, wrong about that sure. but like i think the dad I mean, might have just left okay yeah i wasn't sure what it was in this one and i couldn't remember if they said anything but yeah so basically his his dad's not around anymore uh so andy basically tells chucky like everybody leaves me and uh like it just sucks and chucky tells him like i'll, I'll never leave you like we're friends till the end, yeah, kind of a thing. Like that, that forever, and that's where the stalker, evil stalker mentality starts kind of kicking in, where he's like, "No, we're going to be mm-hmm. friends forever, no matter what." And we get, yeah. and uh, it's around this point that we get the first kind of like foreshadowing of like um, Chucky's aggressive nature, which is when he's talking about their cat. Um, do you remember the name of the cat? I did not write it down. Oh, uh, Mickey Rooney. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. Um, he introduces Mickey Rooney when he first gets Chucky and, like, says from the get-go that the cat's kind of a dick. Like, it's kind of, like, one of those douchebag cats where, like, you have the cat, but he's kind of a douche cat. And at some point in time, he's he and Chucky are with Mickey, and Mickey scratches him. And yeah, scratches Andy. Yeah, he scratches Andy, and then Andy goes to go clean up the scratch, and Chucky looks at the cat and is very visibly upset, as much as a doll can be. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get we get that brief moment of him cleaning the wound, and he comes back, and Chucky is straight just like Thanos holding this cat mm-hmm. by the throat, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. and like. Andy, so Andy freaks out. He's like, you can't do this. Like, I know you're different. And like, because he, I think he knows that like a normal buddy doll would not do this. That this is one of those things that's attached to his doll, his, you know, uncensored, unchained. Specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like his. Yeah, because he even tells him, he's like, you can't say weird stuff around people anymore. And you can't hurt people. Like. Yeah. and And like what we've built up. Up until this point, this innocence of Chucky, right? It makes that scene mm-hmm. make sense. Like, even though it right. looks kind of, it looks hilarious to see this doll kind of like holding a cat. Like, it was just so weird to look at. But like, mm-hmm. it makes sense that he would see a threat to his best friend and try to eliminate the threat as like from a machine perspective. Like, he's a learning machine. Um, he's mm-hmm. here to protect his his best friend. Um, we do get. After that scene, though, one of the most uh, one of the most ridiculous fucking just I don't know if it's the line or just the reaction or what it is. But Shane comes in holding the cat after all this goes down. And I wrote down his exact quote was, hey, the cat's freaking out. And they it's just the way he says the line is ridiculous. <laughs> like the cat, and he he's holding the cat like it's a baby, and he's like, "Hey, hey 
<laughs> cat's freaking out. And they just like okay. And they like and they like looks at his room as like your room's a mess. Clean this up. Like who the fuck are like shut up, Shane. Yeah, I literally I saw that part. Um, the note that I wrote right there is Shane is useless. (laughs) But so after he does that, um, Andy's pissed. He's like so irritated with Shane. So now that he's realized that Chucky can kind of do weird things, he takes Chucky out into the hall because he wants Chucky to scare. Shane so this is the part where he's like making Chucky he's like okay now do a creepy face and he kind of has to teach Chucky how to make his face look creepy and he's like telling him all this stuff in the hallway as he's doing that two of the kids that live in this building come up to him their names are Fallon and Pug and Mm -hmm. Pug in particular he is like Throughout this entire movie, he's, like, auditioning for his Netflix comedy special. He, like, always has some kind of little quip that Mm -hmm. he has to say, even when the moment does not call for it. I was like, can somebody rein this kid in? I mean, I get it. (laughs) He's supposed to be the funny. He's, like, the funny foil to, like, Andy and Fallon's more serious. But it was too much for me. But then yeah. eventually they, 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 they want to help out with the yeah, they want to help out with a prank, which right. they do. They do go ahead and they do do the prank mm-hmm. um, and it does work. Yeah, um, there's him and, and they record it on. Ch- well, Chucky on records the Chucky, it. Yeah, Chucky records it and they like rewatch it. And then that kind of like starts this budding little friendship that they have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then that goes south. Right. Because we mm-hmm. get. Like, first off, we get the um, juxtaposition of now he's got friends, so he's spending a lot less time with yeah, Chucky. Yeah, he's got and real Chuck- friends now. <laughs> yeah, so Chucky's obviously feeling a little bit slighted because he's been spending so much time with his best friend. And now these two other people just came out of nowhere, and now he's spending all their time with them. And then we get this mm-hmm. scene with them all sitting around watching horror movies, and which... <laughs> I was like, for what I I think the three of them, like in general, are pretty smart characters with how they operate throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Like for the for horror movie standard of like characters and their decisions, like the three of them aren't that bad. Like they 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 try their best, especially for their age. Yeah, I feel like they, they're kids. Yeah, they're 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 pretty resourceful too. But mm-hmm. I wrote down like, yes, kid, watch horror movies in front of your sentient, ever learning robot yes. that you saw choke slam your cat. Yeah, like, there's a couple of times w- that they do. Andy does some questionable things right in front of Chucky, and I'm like, Andy, you done goofed again. Like, it's you like, know, Andy, what's you happen. know, you know, he mimics everything that he sees, mm-hmm. and you guys decide to watch. I think they were watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, like, they're watching the second one, which also I was like interesting choice texas like right. the, the second one's a little bit obscure for these 13 year olds living in the year 2019 okay <laughs> it's like i don't know how they found this movie but um and they're like laughing they're cracking up they're like watching there's like this the way that the cut the scene is cut it will like cut back to the tv and there's violence and then it cuts back to pug and he's like ah, ha, 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 like laughing as somebody's getting like chainsawed in half so chucky sees this and he's like oh my god like they love like, this gore. is what they yeah they love gore and horror mm-hmm. and being scared and violence um mm-hmm. I, before we move on i will say that one of the things i agree with your assessment of pug 
However, I will say the way that Pug like watches movies and reacts to situations honestly reflected a lot of how I was watching this movie. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. I watched this movie with the same expressions that Pug watches Texas oh, really? Chainsaw Master. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, like when it gets into like some of the juicier, gory stuff, I'm just like, oh no. Like, oh, yeah. not like this. Like Yeah. No, there I like the way like he's good in this part. He's good. I'm like he's a good actor. He does well with the character. Um, but it just I just He was a lot. He was extra. He was, a he was lot. very he's extra. He's just one of those characters where they always have to get a quip. They always have to say something funny. And yeah. it doesn't matter what the tone is at the moment. It doesn't matter if somebody just got stabbed and stuff right in front of him he has to make a joke which works for me sometimes in movies but mm -hmm. i think in this one it was already a step too far because this movie already has a comedic tone to it i didn't yeah. i didn't also need a character to point out the obvious and go for the obvious joke when i'm like okay i i was already laughing the situation itself is funny enough i don't need you to tell me that it's funny i guess was yeah my thing with him um but so we get after after chucky sees this he sees them enjoying the movie so much but not mm -hmm. paying any attention to him because he wants to just play with andy mm -hmm. like he yeah. wants to spend time with andy Aww, so chucky. yeah in a in, in an act of notice me senpai uh <laughs> he goes he goes into the kitchen and grabs one of the knives that he's seen karen use and starts to like walk up slowly and menacingly towards the group um i think mo mostly kind of directed towards pug and he's kind of quoting things from the movie and it's very creepy like they they let it go on longer than i expect them to yeah because like they kind of think it's a joke at first they're kind of just like oh that's funny he he's copying what they did on the tv but he keeps because he's like walking from the kitchen so at first he's far away and Pug yeah, and Fallon are, yeah, and Pug and Fallon are like, oh, that's so that's kind of funny. Like he just is copying them, and then he kind of like keeps getting closer and closer to Pug, and he's like holding the knife up and down, and then yeah. Andy's like, Chucky, 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 stop! Like yeah, has yeah, yeah. to disarm him, basically. Mm hmm. But so so that happens. Uh, you know, this freaks out his new found newfound friends, and obviously that upsets Andy because like he has finally met some people in this new place. Like, he's finally grown attached to some friends. And, like, he, you, you could tell that he is really embarrassed about what happens. Mm -hmm. So he ends up, you know, having a little – having a tiff with Chucky, kind of oh, throwing him in the yeah. room. This which part made I was me like, sad. Eh, eh, for Chucky. Was, I was sad for him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, this doll just got scarred for life. Like, yeah. Because he, <laughs> he, he puts him in the room and he just sets him down and he basically puts him in timeout and doesn't really explain to him why he's upset. Like, Chucky's like, well, I thought that you guys, like, I thought it would make you happy. And then yeah. Andy, and then Andy's like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hang out with Fallon and Pug by myself. And leaves Chucky in the dark all alone. Oh my god, it like really made me sad. <laughs> this next part um was kind of confusing to me. I think that this happens because Chucky is kind of upset with Andy, but let me know if that's what you were thinking as well. Because Chucky, so Shane is in the kitchen, he like opens the fridge and 
like then closes it and it and then he turns around and Chucky is standing on the counter mm-hmm. which uh Chuck Chucky like will teleport sometimes yeah. in this movie um which but- I like I let go because yeah, slasher <laughs> movies we get it like they're yeah, they're omnipotent they're they can everywhere. be wherever they want to be like I've accepted yeah. that I've seen enough horror movies to I let think that it's just slide. funny because he's so small and yeah. like seeing him standing on the counter all of a sudden like made me laugh but so he's standing on the counter and he he plays uh, a sound clip to Shane where Andy's saying something like, I hate him, or he's an asshole. I can't remember exactly what he says. But he's basically, Andy was talking badly about Shane. Chucky keeps playing the audio over and over and over again mm-hmm. right in front of Shane. So, which that, that, I, I think that's what I was kind of referring to earlier, too, is like the animosity. You know, thinking about it now is like, I. Chucky kind of instigated a little bit of the breakdown between these two characters. Granted, I fucking right. hate Shane, but oh my god, yeah. But I think Shane becomes a little bit more open and irritable with Andy because he assumes Andy's using the doll just to fuck with him. Karen at first thinks that it's funny, but then when she sees how mad Shane is, she when Andy comes home later, she tells him that she is gonna lock Chucky away and Andy can only play with Chucky for a couple hours a day Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want Chucky out and about when Andy's not home but yeah so she locks Chucky away which bad idea idea. which really bad idea because it pisses Chucky off and as a result Chucky breaks out and finally kills Rooney yeah he just murders that cat. And mm-hmm. I will say, like, when um, Andy gets home, there's a really cool shot of him, like, looking at the the little cabinet where Chucky's supposed to be. And he opens it a little bit so that you see where Chucky kind of, like, punched through the glass. And, like, on the other side of the reflection is Chucky just in the reflection of the mirror. And I thought that was just, like, a really cool horror movie Mm -hmm. shot in general um but then so uh andy discovers rooney dead he's like freaking out he knows chucky did it um oh yeah but he doesn't he he asks him isn't he like chucky did you kill rooney and chucky's like i did yeah he's like yeah (laughs) doesn't he (laughs) like that's the thing he's like chucky has no chill he'll like yeah yeah, no i did that He's like, yeah, I killed him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, now I he did. can't hurt you ever again. And it's just that, oh, that creepy stalker syndrome, man, gets me throughout this entire movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But he, he disposed of the body, just chucking it down the dumpster chute, which savage, you know, very savage. But like he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want, uh, you know, his mom to know because if his mom finds mm-hmm. out that Chucky killed the cat, obviously he's gonna get, she's gonna get rid of Chucky. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons why he decides to keep it a secret. Yeah, because I think at this moment in time, uh, Andy still and for a long a lot of the movie, Andy cares about Chucky. Like they are friends. Like he has a friendship with him, and I think at this point in time, he still is kind of under the. He's obviously getting scared and getting freaked out, but I think he's still kind of under the belief that he can control Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that the only reason this happened is because he wasn't home and because his mom locked him away. Yeah, exactly. It seems like he starts going on this little bit of a vendetta to get rid of the things that upset Andy in an attempt to kind of win Andy's favor back. 
with yeah, but also he like terrorizes Andy in this moment because that night, oh, that yeah. night after he killed that Rudy, so he's like he's like standing in the corner of Andy's room. His eyes, his bright blue eyes are glowing, so that's all you can see. And he's playing, um, he's like playing the sound the last of Rooney. Yeah. Well, well, first he plays Rooney just like meowing uh-huh. and then it turns into yeah, like Rooney like howling because as he was killing him and he's like terrorizing Andy yeah. with it while Andy is trying to go to sleep. Yeah. And I was like, Chucky, what is your end game here? What are <laughs> like, you doing? Like, what are you what trying are you doing, to do? Buddy? I thought you were friends. Yeah, this part I was, it, it is creepy but I was like, Chucky, what's going it on? Go, it goes a little bit against Chucky's grain, but like, <laughs> yeah, for for the sake of like a horror movie, I did think it was just like it was a good way to show like, hey, he is Chucky's Ch- Chucky's <laughs> unhinged for sure. They're like we're we're slowly yeah. slipping into Chucky Unchained. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now now that Mickey Rooney's out of the picture, next on the list for Chucky is obviously Shane. And so mm-hmm. Chucky's becoming way more aggressive towards Shane, which in turn pushes Shane to become more aggressive with Andy. Yeah. Where we have this moment where like he he go he barges into the room after um Chucky's done another little jump scare on him. And he like chucks mm-hmm. the doll, and he locks the door of the room, and he like pushes Andy onto the bed as trying yeah. to like basically just trying to big dick him. Like, if you got a problem with me, like say it to my face, like all this yeah. stuff. And like one, like Shane, shut up. Like, just shut up, Shane. Nobody likes yeah. you. Like just pack it in. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And like he like a- after Andy kind of like subsides clearly because he's a fucking child like he right. just has the most smuggled on his face like yeah that's what i thought and, like walked yeah. out and I, like, I, yeah <laughs> i was like i wrote in my notes and i was like i am so excited for chucky to get shane like it was, oh i was pumped it was it was such was a weird ready. it was such a weird thing and i think that's what what adds to like my enjoyment of the movie is like in this moment, like we all know that Chucky's getting more murders and whatnot. I'm excited for the things that he's about to do to Shane. Well, first, Andy has a little breakdown after that moment where he's just like, mm-hmm. I want Shane gone. Like, I just wish he wasn't around. Like he said, I want him out of my life. I want him out of my life. Yeah. yeah and then Chucky gets that little murderous smile on. So we all yeah. we all know what's about to go down. Like we all know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we we cut to Shane leaving now. Um, Karen and Andy's apartment and going home to his family, which I wrote in quotes, this dude is married. Like he is married with fucking kids. Not only is he married, but he pulls up to the house. You can see his wife and his two beautiful blonde haired young daughters sitting at a table, probably putting together a puzzle of some sort. And it's like, of course, he has like a picture perfect family. As soon as they see him pull up, they like run to the door to greet him. They're basically like, "Papa, you're back." <laughs> and so, all right. So now we're we're there. We're there with uh, Shane. And so he's right. out. He's outside, like taking down like Christmas lights or something like that. I didn't know that we were around that time, but it makes sense. You know, people Me are neither. buying yeah buying gifts and whatnot. I was like, all right, cool. I can believe that. But yeah. But whew, this is when, for me, as soon as we started getting into the kills, is when this movie started getting juicy. Because this movie has some juicy awesome. kills. It has some surprisingly that, yeah. juicy kills. 
the kills are great. That's probably beside. I would say Chucky and the kills are probably my favorite part of this movie because boy, are they satisfying. <laughs> like if that's what you're coming into this movie for, then like if you want some great, you were getting your money's worth. Slasher movie kills. Yeah. Child's Play provides. They provide, um, yes. Like, uh, like <laughs> Chucky does provide. He, he does, he really and I does. was very appreciative of it. Like the shot uh, of him, like so he gets pushed off a ladder and just falls, mm-hmm. and all oh, the shot of just his legs just both oh, yeah. breaking. Which, his legs snap, oh. and as he's falling, he gets like uh, wrapped up in the Christmas lights, mm-hmm. and yeah, so his legs snap as he falls, and he's like screaming for his his for help. Help. Uh, nobody can hear him because they all have like headphones in. Yeah, so as always. He's, as always. So he looks around. He sees that his phone fell on the ground uh, like a, a little while away from him. So he starts to crawl towards his phone. And then we hear the lawnmower. Was that what that was? A lawnmower? Yeah. Well, it looks like. They, on? So for some for whatever fucking reason, this man has a watermelon patch in his backyard. <sighs> All right, we're gonna talk yeah, about Yeah, I know. I already know what because, you're gonna talk oh, about. Oh my god. I, I, I know, I know. Um, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, and if you've watched the movie too, like you know exactly what we're gonna talk about. But yeah, so he's like kind of like a wireman. So he's got like this lawnmower slash like garden, like one of those things that you use to like, I guess, cut through like grayness, like, like a high power, a very high powered um, lawnmower. We'll just call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um that gets turned so, on. Yeah, it gets turned on and redirected so that it's going straight towards him. Like, um so he's as he's crawling, it's like coming up behind him. Mm-hmm. And so this whole time I was watching it and I was like, Hey, roll over, Shane. <laughs> hey, sh- uh roll to your side. Uh, either side left or right pick a side Uh, go ahead and roll that way but he doesn't uh he keeps crawling and as he's crawling it's like sucking up the christmas lights that are wrapped around him so it starts to kind of like pull him and it ends up pulling him to the point where his head is facing now right in front of the lawnmower so uh he ends up catching as the lawnmower approaches he stops the lawnmower with his hand mm-hmm. right by his head so then chucky uh walks up and <laughs> this uh so slight callback uh earlier on when andy and pug and fallon were having their like threes company montage where they were like becoming friends um they went and hung out with some other kids that live at the apartment complex and one of the kids taught chucky to stab down to like stab down and to say this is for Tupac. That's mm-hmm. what the kid taught him to say. Chucky didn't do it at the time. But now uh, Chucky is like he's standing up on top of Shane's chat, like stomach and he has a knife. And so he calls back to that and he says, this is for Tupac. And Shane like catches and Shane lets go of the lawnmower, catches his hands, so then the lawnmower comes and, like, spins up his head. I'm like, if I'm choosing between a lawnmower <laughs> and getting stabbed, you're going to have to stab me, my guy. 
I'm not letting this lawnmower go. I was just like, I mean, I get yeah. it. You're pro- he's probably not thinking straight, but I was like, I would rather be stabbed than and have my does head, his head get mowed? The, like it Personally. gets shredded. Like it, it definitely like eats up his head. But at the same time, I think it kind of like scalps him. Yeah. Like rips all the skin off of his head yeah um so yeah he's dead now obviously yeah shane is dead and you know rightfully so uh one one thing (laughs) i wrote this in my notes because i was like i don't know who got this out of the writer's room after they got away with this is for tupac but we have detective mike like checking oh my god checking the crime scene the day after and before we cut to um the next scene, Detective Mike's sitting there and he says, White got dead in a watermelon patch. Poetic. I was like, what the fuck is that like, line? <laughs> why did we have to put that in here? Why did we say that? It's so, so ridiculous. I was like, for one of the three black characters in this movie, like, I don't know what compelled them to give him that line. I don't know if that line was improvised. I don't know what that line was. Oh, but I just... that line must have been written. It, I, I, I refuse to believe that that line was not written because, you know, they they wrote that and they were like, oh, shit, yeah, that's a banger. Right. Like, we got to film that. What got dead in watermelon patch? Poetic. <laughs> and part of me is like, is that the only reason that you guys had a watermelon patch was so that you, you could, could do that one fucking that line? line? Well, because that could have been anything. It's true. But we did use a watermelon all of the scene later. We did, but at the same time, that could have been any. Could have been anything. That could have been a cantaloupe. Yeah. That could have been anything. Could yeah, have been. but it was specifically a watermelon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this okay. This uh scene is probably my favorite. This is. I think that this is one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Is this one that we get? Uh. So. Yep. <laughs> especially this reveal is great. So Andy wakes up. In the morning, he, like, gets out of bed. He walks out of his room. And as we pan to follow him walk out of his room, we see Shane's scalped head on top, like, on a watermelon. So, like, the watermelon (laughs) is underneath his head, like, keeping its shape. And it's just sitting on Andy's, like, dresser. So Andy walks out and then, like, five seconds later comes back in, like, runs back in because he realized what was sitting there and, like, Freaks out. out. And, he and it's wrapped, and there's like a, a, a bow. Pres- there's, there's like a-, a bow on it. Yeah, it's like a present. <laughs> and Chucky's just sitting, just so proud in the corner. So you know, happy. Chucky went from buddy to jigsaw in like all of a day. In like 0.2 seconds. It's so funny. He's so excited, it's and it's just like so it's gruesome. Like, propped up perfectly. It was like, it reminded me so much of my, like, my my dad's dog one time i was like over at his house and it like brought a dead mouse like and like (laughs) placed it at my feet inside of the house and like sat down and just like looked up at me and was like wagging its tail and i was like and i like freaked out the same way that andy freaked out but i was so (laughs) proud that's exactly what chucky did he basically just brought like a dead animal in as a present for his his human Mm -hmm. so he calls his friends over so yeah, he calls his friends over and brings them in. And to be fair, they take it. 
they they reacted much better than I would have if I was in this situation. It's true. Like they, I mean, they freak the fuck out. Like I think Phelan starts like puking in the back. Like oh, it's, it's Pug. Oh, it's Pug starts Pug. puking. Pug's the one that starts puking in the back, and like they're freaking out, but. You know what? They actually got their homeboys back here, which I was very yeah. surprised. They're like, all right, well, oh, they kind of have his back. They're like, okay, we know we've seen that Chucky's capable of some weird stuff. So, like, he knows that they get it. Like, oh, fuck, he did mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So they're like, they're all the right. only ones who understand. Yeah, you're the only people who are going to understand what's going on. So, they're like, all right, what should we do with this thing? And they get this brilliant idea of, like, all right, just like with a cat, we'll just get this down the dumpster. And we'll throw it down the dumpster chute, be rid of it. Uh, But they can't just bring a face watermelon (laughs) into the hallway. Mm -hmm. So they decide to wrap it up in, like, the closest thing, which I guess was wrapping paper. And then proceed to put the bow back on it. And on their way out, they run into Karen. And she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you have a gift? Which this next part might have been my favorite sequence in the entire movie uh, it's (laughs) It's, so good one of my roommates walked in like during this scene and like i was they they watch for the rest of the movie because of this scene because (laughs) it was just so good but she's like oh who's this gift for and he's and you know he he thinks on his feet he's like oh it's for the lady down the hall we're just gonna go give it to her for being yeah she helps me she helps me with my homework sometimes Mm -hmm. and so i got her something to say thank you <laughs> and she's like oh that's awesome let's go give it to her right now and i'm mm-hmm. on my couch just like oh no <laughs> yeah and so the lady down the hall is doreen who mm-hmm. is detective mike's mom yeah so so they march and karen like marches andy down to the her like apartment so he like you know does the whole spiel like this is for you for helping me with my homework and dorian's kind of like okay uh, okay but she like plays along yeah. like she's like oh I love, thank you i love dorian oh my goodness oh, she's great such a sweetheart she starts to take the gift and andy like won't let it go and she's like thank you and he finally gives it to her and she's like oh it's heavy and like <laughs> like about like shaking it she's like oh i hope it's like what's in here and she yeah. like shakes it She's about, to, and, she's about to open it. And he's like, no, no, uh-huh. no, no. <laughs> he's Yeah, like, he's like, wait, let's open it together on my birthday. <laughs> which I don't know how that worked, but somehow he gets away with that. And she's like, okay, I won't open it until your birthday. So now, all right, they've got a time limit. But one of the things they have to handle first is they, they got to get rid of the doll. Like, it's that mm-hmm. it, obviously you get a watermelon face from your doll it's probably time to return the doll. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here comes the scene where, what a heartbreak, but um, oh, yeah. a- Andy tricks Andy tricks Chucky into coming into a room where um, Phelan and Pug are hiding, and they straight up just jump Chucky. Like It like makes me sad even talking about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I tell you that I loved Chucky, like he, I wanted to adopt him. Like I'm not even kidding. I... He's so sweet. They they rip out his heart essentially, and he and yeah. he KOs and dies. And in mm-hmm. in very this movie fashion, they also dump his body 
down into the depths of the dumpster chute where he is found by the resident apartment security maintenance maintenance guy janitor he's everything he's like uh think of any creepy character in a movie times it by 10 and you get this guy he brings chucky into his underground lair Mm -hmm. he has like a lair set up in the basement and there we find out that he has cameras set up in everyone's apartments so he can watch them He goes all mad scientist, <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein, and essentially, like, he, like, car batteries um, Chucky back on and, like, mm-hmm. orders parts for him and just completely rebuilds him. We flash over to... Um, Andy has to figure out how to get that head back. So he mm-hmm. goes and... He basically is like, hey, is that offer still standing for me to have dinner with you guys? Yeah. So he has dinner with Doreen and Mike. And Kaslin is the company that made the Buddy Dolls. Kaslin basically makes all a bunch of technology. And every tech, everything that they make is connected. Yeah, it's so like, it's the, like the Google thing, or Alexa of that universe. Yeah. So, uh, so the whole thing with the Buddy Dolls is that they can, like, turn on the TV. They can start the radio. They're connected to all Kaslin apps. Yeah. So Doreen mentions that she downloaded of the Caslin app, which also allows you to order self-driving cars. And so Andy kind of like he shows her how to do it. Like she like gives him her phone and he like walks her through how to do it. And after he does it, she's like, you're my new best friend, like kind of joking because he like helped her out. Mm -hmm. And while this is happening, Chucky has awoken and he he's watching through all of Gabe's spy cameras he sees Andy at dinner with them and he hears Doreen say you're my new best friend which and so now I'm like no "No." I was like I don't yeah that was such a bummer because I was like Doreen no I was like take it back (laughs) say you were just kidding (laughs) Doreen no actually I hate you (laughs) yeah so of course now Chucky is like on the warpath he wants to kill Doreen. But first, he's got to get out of the basement. But before we get into all that, um, Doreen and Mike go into the kitchen to clean up. Andy grabs the gift, runs out of the apartment, and throws it down the... And, of course, throws it down the trash chute. Yeah, all of your... We've learned in this movie that all of your problems in life can be solved by just tossing it down the dumpster chute. Like, if you got an issue, something's not going right in life, if there's just something that you need to get rid of and you have no idea what else to do, just throw it down the dumpster chute. Chucky is now back in all of his Chucky glory and he's and he is now pissed like now we Mm -hmm. have the we have the Chucky that we were expecting from the beginning of this movie and he's now here because now the one person even though he still loves Andy in this weird twisted way now it feels like he is completely unhinged like he trusts no Mm -hmm. one he has no reservations about hurting people like the yeah. The things that was holding him back are no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and so, um, you know, for how terrible he is as a human, poor Gabe for the sequence that happens afterwards, because Gabe just gets shredded down in that layer. Like he mm-hmm. gets 
and again in very jigsaw fashion too like chucky slices yeah. him up like a couple times like all while messing with the all the technology that's in the room and this is the first time we get to see um chucky use his caslin controlling abilities to influence right. his killing and it adds another layer of just like oh shit you gotta deal with that because at some point like gabe's hurt he's uh he's somehow had the bright idea to stand on a table that has a buzzsaw on it um but chucky tries to like slice the table beneath him and so gabe quickly like jumps up to a pipe to like hold on to and then oh this is brutal but then uh you know, super sentient Chucky decides to start turning up the temperature in the layer so that what he's holding on to starts increasing in heat and mm-hmm. to, to like searing points like the hand, the, the skin on his hands is just burning while beneath him, Chucky turns on the buzzsaw on the table. So now it's just you're just waiting for it to happen. And when mm-hmm. it does, it it does. And this movie earns its r rating and it is brutal i I think that i liked the first kill a little bit more but i will say that this kill still was pre pre primo slasher stuff andy's at work now with his mom where a bunch of kids or a bunch of his friends the kids that he was hanging out earlier in the movie are all there too and he's noticed that um oh actually before then he's hang he's trying to hang out with everybody and he notices omar the kid that taught uh chucky the tupac thing now has a buddy doll himself who andy has a sinking suspicion is chucky um you can yeah. tell like he's fe- he's feeling that but it's not till an outing to zed mart where all the kids are there and andy's kind of by himself where chucky um, kind of terrorizes Andy. Um, yeah, pretty hard. Pretty yeah. hardcore because he he finds Andy alone in like a TV aisle and he's like talking to him about like how they're going to be friends no matter what and he's going to make sure of that. And then he also kind of pokes at him though because he's recorded the footage of him talking about not wanting Shane around with the footage mm-hmm. of Shane's face on a watermelon and he's putting mm-hmm. the stuff on the screens. Like if somebody walks yeah. up right now, like he, like Andy's screwed. Um, mm-hmm. So Andy's freaking out. He ultimately like tries to attack Chucky, but then Omar appears and is like, Hey, get off my doll and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And which leads to them eventually fighting. He accidentally like pushes pug and hurts pug and so then fallon and pug are like we don't want to be your friend anymore and so yeah so he has no friends uh but he does realize that omar dropped his phone yeah so andy picks up his phone and takes it with him because through the buddy app on that connects to your phone you can see like the camera that is inside of your your buddy yeah so andy picks it up because he wants to keep it keep track of what chucky's doing which is, which is a smart time. move on his part he sees that chucky is going to get a knife and then it like glitches out and then when it glitches back on he sees that chucky is standing on the street watching doreen because doreen is using the caslin app and she called herself 
a Caslin car. Yeah, she's going so, off. She's going off to bingo night. And <laughs> yes, of course, bingo which, night is, <laughs> which is like important. every older mom's thing that they, that do, they do in movies. Yeah. In movies, every mom is either doing like bingo night. Or they have like a book club or something. Yeah, it's but yeah, always so one of the two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she gets in the car and she's, and she's so like, happy. Oh, I know because it's a self-driving car. It's pretty cool. Like it, there's nobody else in there. It, you put in your destination, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Because it's like a nice car. And so Andy is like running, screaming for her to get out of the car. She sees Andy, but she's just like, "Hi, Andy!" Yeah, like how thinking you doing? that he's coming to say bye to her or something yeah so the castling car takes her and it does actually bring her to her destination it stops but then it starts again like it doesn't let her get out yeah so it starts to drive away again he's like making her do donuts and then like he's standing there like the lights come on on the car and he's standing there and then it like backs her up into a car and it drives her over a car Mm -hmm. and then finally it like turns the airbags off it makes it so that the the seatbelt like unbuckles and it crashes her into a car Mm -hmm. but she's still alive um after the the crash she's still alive she turns around and he's inside of the car and, and he, he stabs just, her yeah. to death we like uh go f- so we go from that to back at andy's he is chucky is like seriously terrorizing andy now he keeps like taking over all of the electronics mm-hmm. so andy is like breaks the radio and then like shatters chucky the starts- tv yeah he beats the shit out of the tv and of course karen is not there to see all of the things that chucky is doing but she walks in when andy is beating the tv so she's like oh my god what's wrong with you yeah she and thinks like- he's just losing it. like he's just losing it right yeah, and so she decides, you know what? You're coming with me. I'm not leaving you home in, uh, by yourself because tonight is the opening night of the Buddy 2.0. It's the big so she, night. Mm-hmm, so she has to go to work. So she brings Andy with her because he is obviously in distress. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, oh, man. Now we, now we get to the store part, which right before mm-hmm. – or I guess not right before, but while they're off there, um, Detective Mike also gets notified that they find the mm-hmm. head of Shane, which was wrapped up in the garbage. The same wrapping paper that was given to him by or given to his mom by Andy. So now right. he's pieced all of this together where it's like oh, yeah. he doesn't know. I don't think he knows whether or not Andy does it, but he's very aware that Andy's involved and everything that's been going on. So they're they're about to start the presentation. Like the main manager guy of Zed Mart is like getting put into this giant creepy uh, Chucky cost or buddy costume, and mm-hmm. we start getting glimpses of Chucky. We know he's in the store, and we know mm-hmm. he's about to he, he's about to do some shit. <laughs> oh, because also, um, so the mom, the mom took Omar his phone back. At this point in time, Fallon and Pug uh, ask Omar for his phone, and they realize that Andy was telling the truth, and that Chucky is Omar's buddy, and so they see on Omar's phone that Chucky is stalking Andy throughout the store. So they like 
they do their little like weapon up and they go to the store to help Andy. And so we're, we're at the release. It comes to the grand moment where things are happening. And Chucky starts off his just murderous spree by mm-hmm. just straight gutting the dude in the jugular, like right yeah. before he's supposed to go out. And like, what a what a scene, honestly, where it's like they do the countdown for the release. And like he wanders out. He's still wearing the giant buddy 2.0 head but like he is just bleeding out underneath and mm-hmm. then he ultimately kind of just drops to the floor and like takes off the mask and his his face or his neck just spurts blood like all over this little girl i'm yeah. like oh my god yeah, of course like this movie yeah. just makes you go like oh so many times i think that this whole scene sequence like this whole section where they're in the store this is probably my least favorite part of the movie it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> it is completely ridiculous like yeah he starts controlling like drones and like chucking yeah, them with propellers like, at people he takes over all of the like new buddies there's these like bear buddies that look yeah. terrifying and nobody would ever want them which i i honestly have to believe that those were just added because they thought oh wouldn't it be kind of creepy if they creepy. were like yeah 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 which, like ultimate, no child would actually want them <laughs> yeah like they, they they looked very out of place mm-hmm. and, and the last bit is admittedly silly though i i did like that they tried to explore the full extent of like his power what they can do it's like this is this would be the place where chucky is the most powerful right like he's around Mm -hmm. all the electronics that he can control so like yes he's gonna become this all-powerful killing machine in here um but some of it does come across as kind of cheesy yeah um but so yeah so he is attacking a bunch of people um at this point, Pug and Fallon and Omar actually have come to aid Andy. But one of the drones like almost gets Pug. Mm-hmm. And then Detective Mike jumps in front of him and he gets like cut up by the drone. Yeah. So he falls down. Everybody escapes from the from the store. As Andy's about to leave, Chucky comes over the TVs in the store and he shows Andy that he has his mom. So Andy tells his friends to leave. He basically locks them out because they yeah. don't want to leave him alone, but he locks them out and he goes back to save his mom himself because mm-hmm. he doesn't want anybody else to get hurt. So they're like in the like the warehouse. Yeah. It's like the back of the store is Which where Chucky I will give I'll give him this. It looked like, I don't know if we needed all of it, but the shot and the shots that they make look very dramatic in this bit. And it's a little, like, over dramatic, I think, for the silly chaos that just happened beforehand. But in terms of, like, yeah. set design and, like, ambiance of the last, like, scene and last location, I thought it was actually really good. Yeah, it's a good – it's definitely a good ending, like – Like, last battle setting. sort yeah, of. yeah. Um, it's thing. a good one. So yeah, so she's like uh, the way that Chucky Chucky has her um, connected to a like a forklift. I, yeah, a forklift, and so she has a rope around her neck. He makes the lift start to go up. Uh, Fallon had a chainsaw, so now Andy has the chainsaw, and he's like trying to chain like saw through the rope, which I guess is like the thickest. Of all the ropes, it's mm-hmm. like taking forever for him to chain, like to saw through it. 
and Chucky like jumps up from behind him and they like they like hang on they Andy grabs onto the rope yeah. and he's like swinging and his mom is like hanging at the at the end of the rope that whole, that like that, image that whole, of that was that was pretty funny it, to me cuz she's like dying at the bottom of the rope the height at which she got with that rope around her neck plus the height at which they fall because he like snaps the rope to like get her down, she should yeah. totally be dead. Like, wh- or like some, a serious broken like like ankle we we or yeah. Now we watch we watch Shane fall from about the same distance and get both of his legs shattered. Yeah. So like, brother, his legs shattered like twigs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they you know she he gets her down. She's. Uh, like still unconscious kind of so now it's just up to Andy him and Chucky are getting into this fight Chucky ends up getting on top of Andy and he kind of starts saying like maybe you're broken like I can fix you and then you'll want to play with me again I just need to cut you open like how Gabe like what Gabe did to him earlier so he goes to stab Andy but then Andy starts singing the buddy song to him and it kind of it resonates for Chucky. a second yeah Chucky moment, kind of the moment was in my opinion very cheesy but mm-hmm. made sense it, it worked it, it, it worked for me it, here. it, it yeah. made sense like they've been using the song throughout a lot of the movie i thought it was a good little callback because i had honestly forgotten about that song until he started singing it so yeah so he sings it long enough to distract him he gets the upper hand on chucky and then what does he do? Does he like? Oh well, no! His- I think it's Detective Mike uh, comes back, and Detective Mike. Well, he kills. Well, he shoots him when they do the like jump scare. Like he's not dead yet. Like that's when he shoots uh, him. Okay. But Andy does. Andy does something to him. Oh, I think he just stabs into his hardware. Yeah, and he like sparks out. That's what it and, is. Yeah. So he yeah. gets he gets he gets a grip on the knife and like he takes a stab at at uh, Chucky, which before when they ripped his heart out was how they stopped him. So, like, you kind of think that Mm that would be enough. Um, It's not, and he attempts to, like, go back and attack again. But then, like I said before, Detective Mike is okay enough to fire a bullet at Chucky, which incapacitates him long enough for Karen to come back and do oh the my God. finishing fatality blow. This part was so annoying to me because she says something. She's like, stay away from my son or something. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, you haven't cared girl, about this boy like, for the whole Girl, world. you just woke up. You've been asleep this whole movie. And now you want to act like you're like Sarah Connor right. coming to protect your son. I'm like, where have you been, Karen? <laughs> what have you done? Uh, we get the moment of breather. It's all over. Chucky's gone. Um, the aftermath of it all, we have, you know, Kaslin, uh, makes a statement about the things that happened, about the big tragedy. And because of that, they're going to recall all the dolls. Right. And they basically say like, oh, well, we don't think it's our fault. Like this was just an isolated incident, but sure. We'll recall. Yeah. They took no responsibility, which I'm like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Also believable. I feel like a big corporation like that would pull pretty much the same move. And, you know, at the end, as per most horror movies, we get the image of like, oh, this could potentially not be over because one of the dolls like smiles on its own, like while it's and it's like. So we get this idea that Ch- Chucky's able to just now transfer his consciousness over mm-hmm. to any of the dolls, which 
again, like as far as comparing to the originals and whatnot, I can buy it. Like whether or not it's like 100% a great idea for like why there would be a sequel or whatnot, him being able Mm -hmm. to, we've seen enough proof throughout the movie of like kind of his abilities that it makes sense that this is a way that he could have survived. Yeah, no, that's fair. I guess my thought, like, as a standalone movie, I don't think that this this would be sustainable for multiple entries. No. And the reason I believe that is because the whole thing with Chucky in the originals, the reason that people kept coming back to watch them, even when they got totally off the rails and didn't make sense anymore, is because... The more they went along, Chucky became kind of this like wise kraken. The, you you saw them because you wanted to see Chucky kill people. You wanted to see what he was going to say. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to see the stupid stuff he was going to do. Like, oh, is he going to have a bride in this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, now they have a kid. Like, oh, now he's jerking off into a cup. Like, you know, <laughs> like weird stuff like that where you're like, I came here for Chucky, but like I'll stay for the movie. Yeah. I don't think that this Chucky has that same power like i I enjoyed him in this movie but i don't know if i could watch him have that same personality Mm -hmm. over and over and over again yeah in movies and to that degree i uh 100 agree with you in terms of like i don't think that this version of chucky has the longevity that the original did i think they kind of blew their load with the amount of things that this chucky can do in this movie, especially yeah, using that last scene, at least with the original Chucky, there was that room for character development of like, all right, well, now how is this murderous doll changing over time? Where this one right. now, if we, if you know, if there was another child's play post this one, we don't get to have that same watch the innocent doll become evil. We're now just dealing with this evil doll just because. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. if that if that would play very like I I genuinely even though I really like this child's play I would not want to see them do a sequel to this one just because mm-hmm. like I definitely think that's stretching and already like you know this is still even though I liked it like still B movie status yeah like, territory yeah and mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Um, more so than I have, uh, I feel like in a while, like watching like a horror movie, like it definitely for me recreated that feeling of watching the old child's plays. If if you guys are like, if anybody's interested in either this child's play or the original child's play, they're easy watches. They're both like an easy, breezy, beautiful 90 minutes. <laughs> like they're quick, quick go throughs. Um, but I will say this because I watched, I watched the original one after I watched this one, mm-hmm. just to, for a refresher. That one still holds up. I mean, it's still a really good movie. It it doesn't feel like like I mean, obviously it's an '80s movie. You can tell it is, yeah. but it still feels fresh. It's still entertaining to watch. Um, the only thing I will say is the tones of these two movies are completely different. You're gonna have more of a fun, gory slasher movie with the newer one the old one like contrary to how this series becomes the old one is a lot more serious it's not the chucky that you're used to it's it's kind of much br- more it's, of a it's, straightforward it's, it's brutal too like yeah yeah it's a pretty straightforward like dark almost crime 
scary movie. Yeah. It's it, they're different tones, so it just depends on what you want. But what would you what would you uh, give this give this movie out of out of five? Out of five. Um, ah, man, it's it's hard because I'm trying to like not just put my personal bias into it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that this I would give this a I give it a three out of five. But okay. but if you've watched the old Child's Play movies and you're still curious about a different take on Chucky and Child's Play, I would give this movie like a three and a half. Where like I think if you've watched mm-hmm. the original Child's Play movie, this movie is worth a watch just to see what they did different and just to like get your own opinion about how you feel about this rendition of Chucky. Because it's mm-hmm. different enough that it's something new. Like, it's not like you're watching um, the same movie again. Like, it's, it's different. Right. And if you like the character, mm-hmm. it's an interesting take on it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say I like would, a three. Yeah. I would say like a t- – I would give it – no, I'll go. I'll go ahead and give it a three too. Because, like I said, it's kind of it's very middle of the like the road for me. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. Um, but I do think they did a good job with what they intended to do. I think they set it apart enough where it's still enjoyable, even if you haven't seen um, Child's Play before. And if you have seen it before. I do think there are at least, you know, there's parts of this that you're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I would give it a three as well. So, yeah, that's that's the Child's Play remake <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> was, I, was I able to sway you even like a little bit into liking it like a little bit more just out of curiosity? Because <laughs> I, I am curious because I know it's not a great movie, but like there are some parts that I was like, ah. Oh. I, I actually really enjoyed that bit. Yeah, I'd say I'd say my position is basically the same. I think the one thing that you did kind of change for me is I I'm I'm more okay now with it being this technology type Chucky than I was before. Because when I came into this review, I was not a fan of that, and I really, really, really preferred the original Chucky and the story with that. Mm -hmm. But I think that you did kind of sway me a little bit on the technology, like the origin of this Chucky being, you know, just as good as a rendition um, as the original one. So I'll give you that. All right, no, we'll we'll take that. me on the origin. We'll we'll take that. We take those. That's totally fine. But yeah, guys, that was it for our Child's Play review. uh As... Oh, go ahead. Like, again, if you guys ever have a movie that you want us to watch or talk about mm-hmm. or discuss, you know, let us know on any of our social medias. Yeah, we're we're at homies of horror on all of our social media. And you can also email us on the off chance that that's easier for you than to get on social media. Uh, that's at or not at, but it's um, homies of horror at Gmail. So, yeah, let us know if there's anything in particular that you guys would like us to check out or 
let us know what you guys thought of the child's play either one either the original or this one if you've seen either one of them uh but yeah that is it for us today and we will be seeing you guys on our next episode we'll see you guys then take care bye